Fun facts. That make you sound smart. Learn stuff. Win prizes. KC95. It is 6.30 on the nose on this Monday morning, and it is time now for Fun Facts to Make You Sound Smart. Here's what you do. You drop these into conversation. All of a sudden, you come across even more witty, charming, and informed than you already are. The two of you eat breakfast ever before coming into work? Not before, um, but I, I've been known to like, you know, there's a McDonald's. It's 24 hours, like a block that way. Yeah. That I'll stop it sometimes, or sometimes I'll bring something in and make it. Do you I'm ever... really hit and miss with breakfast, man. Like yeah. I'll, I'll do it every day for like two months, and then I won't for like another month. Do you ever eat oatmeal, specifically Quaker oatmeal for breakfast? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, when you eat a bowl of Quaker oatmeal, Chris and Jenna, and you listening, you are eating a bowl full of sawdust. You're eating a bowl full of lies is what you're oh, eating no. when you eat Qu- Quaker oatmeal. It's not made with real Quakers? It's not made with real Quakers, by real Quakers. The connection between Quaker oatmeal and Quakers is non-existent. Quaker Oats was not founded by Quakers. They've never been involved with Quakers in any way. They got the name because the company started in the late 1800s. And at the time, Quaker businessmen were known for their honesty. And this actually reminded me of the fact that, so like, the English side of my family is Quaker. And when I interviewed John Cleese a little while ago, he was like, I'm very curious about your last name, Roundtree. Are you the same Roundtrees that made the chocolate? And I was like, yeah, actually. Um, and, you know, he's like, "You wonderful family. And do you know why they're so successful? And I was like, why? And he's like, because they were Quakers and everyone wanted to do business with them because they were trustworthy. And I was like, oh, that's actually really freaking cool. Interesting. Yeah, so, you know, a little bit of integrity in my family history. Uh, hold myself up to a standard of not being a scumbag in business dealings. and But it turns out the folks over at Quaker Oats were faking the Quaker trustworthy funk. They had nothing to do with Quakers. They were just stealing their reputation, which is, well, like I said, when you eat Quaker oatmeals, uh, oatmeal, apparently you're eating a bowl of lies. If the next thing you tell me is that Tony the Tiger isn't real, we're going to have problems. <sighs> The news I have for you is not great. Oh, <laughs> All right. uh, it's a leap year this year. Yes. We have a 29th doing that thing, life, death, with you, man, at the Sheldon on leap day, the 29th. But do you know what the longest year in history was? You mean longer than a leap year? Longer than a leap year. 2020. Got to go back a little bit. I mean, that That felt like the longest year. (laughs) The longest year in history was 46 BC, which was 445 days long. Why? How do we know? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's very well documented throughout history because it was when Julius Caesar transitioned from the Roman calendar to the 365-day calendar. They had some time to make up. So for one year and one year only, uh, it was 445 days long. What were those months called? At two Brutus days? I don't know. All right, sure, I'll go with that. Do you know, when we discussed this before, do you know which rock star had the idea to give away his music for free with marital aids? Mick Jagger. I mean, that's a good guess. That's a solid guess. Um, Here's another hint. No, I don't. We do play some of their work on Casey because he wrote one of Tom Petty's biggest ever songs. I'm just going to throw, a, I don't know why this thing comes into my head, Michael McDonald. No. Because I, I, I feel like his music's been used in Viagra commercials. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be there. Why don't you get it up? Well, I mean, 
Also, like, have you noticed that the various erectile dysfunction medication television commercials, many of them feature sailboats for whatever the hell reason. And like outside bathtubs. Yeah. It's a, Why? It's a very odd thing, but, you know, like the king of yacht rock doing that. Why the hell not? Go yeah. on, Jenna. One more guess. Is it like Steely Dan, like Walter Becker, because of their, where they got their band name from? No, it's not Steely Dan, although that's another plausible guess. We're talking about Dave Stewart of the Eurythmics, who, of course, oh. wrote Tom Petty's Don't Come Around Here No More. All right. In 2008, it was announced that his song, Let's Do It Again, would be available free of charge to those who bought a marital aid inscribed with the lyrics from the song, probably for those who get excited by reading. Um, it was no ordinary marital aid either. For a start, thousand pounds. It was, only, it was only for sale in England, making the free song seem like a bit less of a bargain, but yeah. to account for the high price of the thousand dollar marital aid with which you got a free Dave Stewart song, perfect. it came tipped with 28 round cut black diamonds. What? Yeah, since there's not much light in its intended using spot, the diamonds didn't really need to be sparkly anyway. For those worried that they don't get enough use from their toys, it came with a leather cord that meant you could wear it around your neck. And it also came with a pick in case you wanted to strum your guitar or anything else, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. I have so many questions. Mm-hmm. But- Make the most of your morning with A.D. Roundtree. My morning show. My morning show rocks. KC95, St. is classic rock. You as a guy who manages bands and has to come up with nifty promotional ideas for groups like Guar and Hailstorm and uh, all of the above. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the diamond tip, pardon the double entendre. Mm-hmm. Black diamond tip. Oh. So diamonds are used to cut things. They're sharp. It gives you the extra feel. But not in a good way, I wouldn't imagine. Round cut diamonds. So like they're smooth. I guess so. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes a little more sense. I hope hope whatever shape they were, they were very well adhered. That would be an odd trip to the doctor. I just hope there weren't any jagged edges. We talked about this last time on Fun Facts to Make You Sound Smart. Taking your age, dividing it in half, and adding seven is a good formula to help you figure out what when it comes to dating. I was told there would be no math. Uh Uh-huh. Taking your age, dividing it in half, and adding seven is a good formula to help you figure out what when you are dating. 974-1111. First correct answer we get is on their way to see Bonnie Raitt at the Steeple. Good luck. It's Mountain and Mississippi Queen or Casey. Mountain Mississippi Queen on Casey 95. It's the AD Show. AD, Chris, and Jenna. Paul, welcome to the AD Show. All right. We talked about this last time on Fun Facts to Make You Sound Smart. Taking your age, dividing it in half, and adding seven is a good formula to help you figure out what when it comes to dating. It's a good way to figure out the minimum age that you should date. Yeah, yeah. If someone's too old or too young for you. If you've ever questioned whether or not you should date someone because you felt they were just too young or old, the mathematical equation of having your age, then adding seven, should be able to accurately determine whether or not that person you've had your eye on for months is age appropriate. Meaning, if you're 36 and they're 24, better luck next year. Or, as we discussed, Paul, if the math is too difficult, go as th- go with this. If she doesn't know where Will Smith was.
was born and raised or where he spent most of his days. Shane's too young for you, dude. You are on your way to see Bonnie Ray. Way to go. Thank you much. Hold on. Fun facts. That make you sound smart. Learn stuff. Win prizes. KC95.